0: Thank you for clicking on the video and spending a little bit of time with us tonight. Uh, my name is TJ Pittenger. I'll introduce our panel tonight and our roundtable of hosts. But this is a brand new channel. This is a brand new show that's featured on that channel. This is an offshoot. It's not our regular Double Fries channel, but it's an offshoot of that. where We are going to try and focus on some of the other sports. And we do a lot of football content over on the main channel. But we're going to do some of the other sports in our very first show on this new channel is the Throwdown with Michaela Edenfield. I reached out to Michaela about maybe doing some softball content, and before we could even get off the phone, it was, "Well, I'm going to host this," and so we're, <laughs> we're here tonight. We're going to preview uh, Florida State's 2023 softball season. Really, really excited. The games just a couple of days away. But Michaela, talk to us a little bit about this show and what you're kind of expecting out of it, and what's kind of going on.
1: Yeah, so um, a couple of days ago, um, I know we were talking about this whole idea of doing a podcast and just giving the fans a true insight on how FSU softball works and the ins and outs, from the coffee runs to the game-winning hits to the last final pitch. I think like um, fans really want to know what it's like from the inside out, and I am willing to let them see that and um, – I know I was talking to you for the past week or so about names for podcast ideas and whatnot. And, you know, going around and passing around my teammates and you're like, what do you think about this? What do you think about that? And um, I think the throwdown really sticks to me a little bit because, you know, we're throwing everything down. Uh, when We're quite literally anything on the table that's to talk about. We're going to talk about it. So I'm super excited to be able to show you guys a different side of the softball team.
0: Cool. Well, I'm excited for it. Um, if you're new to the channel, if you're new to the video, do us a favor, hit the thumbs up button and make sure you're subscribed so you catch not only all of Michaela's content that'll come out through this throwdown show, but also we, we've got some other exciting stuff planned. But we, uh, we're we leading off with our best, not not to have a terrible pun there, but we're leading off with our very best in the, in softball here tonight. So, all right, let's go around the horn. Let's introduce some, some folks. We're going to, again, preview uh, the season, talk a little bit about some expectations and talk about uh, Florida State softball. But uh, we've got Maddie and Gwen. Maddie, you go first. Gwen, why don't you guys introduce yourselves, let people know who who we have here tonight.
2: Hey, my name is Maddie Branning. I've been a longtime softball fan, a big FSU softball fan, and I currently am a correspondent for V89 Sports with WVFS Tallahassee, the student-run FSU radio station.
3: Hi, I'm Gwen. I am similar to Maddie, huge Florida State softball fan and softball fan in general. I cover the softball team with Tomahawk
0: Nation. Awesome and Michaela, I don't know if you need an introduction or not, but I'll let. How do you introduce yourself? Everybody knows who you are, so it's, like it's
1: <laughs> not everyone. Yeah, i you <laughs> do it. I think it was super funny. You say everyone, but at our fan day party, um, people were getting Kaylee and I and Amaya and Autumn mixed up. It was like all women of color except for <laughs> day because of height. It's funny, but um, intro. Hi everyone. I'm
0: Michaela Edenfield. I'm number fifty-one off the of FSU softball. Awesome. Well, I appreciate you guys for hanging out tonight. I'm excited to talk about softball. Um, Gwen, Maddie, you guys are huge softball fans. Michaela I'll ask you this too. You followed it from for long. You can't use anything in the last two years, um, but Maddie, Gwen, and then Michaela, favorite FSU softball memory for each of you. I know, that's a that's a tough one. That's hard. Not give you any, like, heads up or anything.
2: Mm-mm. Oh, my Lord. My, also, one of my favorite things. Oh, you can go first. Sorry.
3: I was going to say, I'll go with my first ever, like, in-person FSU softball experience. It wasn't a good outcome because it was the Super Regional at Tennessee in, like, 2013 or something like that. But that was, like, my first ever taste of, like, softball and FSU softball. And it had an all-star team, so love that
0: yeah Very
2: nice. Um, I think one of my favorites it kind of got me into more of FSU softball when I was still deciding on where I wanted to go to college. It was that one clip from a few years ago of the diving catch on yes, the I forget yeah. who was playing it but she slid caught it and then threw the girl out at first and that was I think I watched it like five times over. It was amazing. It was so yeah. incredible.
0: Jesse made the catch and threw it to Sydney uh, who was playing mm-hmm. first base then so. Yeah. And it maybe ended up being the difference in a world series rig. So Michaela, what you got? Yeah. Um,
1: I think personally, I've been around softball my whole entire life. So it's like kind of a tough one to answer. Um, I think one of my first FSU softball memories was oh, my mom brought me to a game. I really, really loved Celeste Gomez. She was a catcher. I had kind of idolized her. I wanted her to sign my t-shirt and I was very very shy at that point in time in my life I know it's hard to believe but um (laughs) my mom ended up having to push me towards the cages so I could actually get an autograph so like that was like me from a fan perspective but I think like one of the goosebumps is just going back and like watching the play that Maddie was mentioning just like Jesse diving in I think when I watched that for the first time tears were just like coming down on my face i was like <laughs> hyperventilating i was like there's no way there's no way she <laughs> just did that and um it's like super fun to be able to play with sydney cheryl like years later and being able to like relate that moment and just talk about it in person was really cool
0: yeah i i'll you guys didn't ask me but i'll tell you anyway yeah i think that it was the world series I and mean, it's hard to top it's hard to top a world series there have been some amazing moments since then, the, the 2021, like the run, um, a couple of years ago, like there have been some really fun ones, but it was that first game, the, the catch happened in that first game that Mm -hmm. I think we won one, nothing. Yeah. Um, And then that second game was kind of, you know, we kind of got on them early and I think we won by like four or five. And so just knowing that like, Hey, we're by four or five, we're absolutely loaded. Megan King was phenomenal. Um, he just knew that it was over, like, the whole night. So, you gotta got to got – like, we were at – I mean, we got into it. and we were at a bar and everything, like, out watching it. It was really cool. So, uh, we need another one of those, Michaela, because I need to replace that memory. But, yeah, it's, it's hard to, <laughs> to top one it at all. So, um all right, looking at this season – and we'll go around the table on this. So, like, anybody that wants to – like, we'll, we'll kind of – I'll try and pitch some stuff, but we'll try and go uh, around the table. I am going to start out – we're going to start out – at a low spot, and then the rest of this is gonna be positive. But there there really is no way to not start without asking this and I'll I'll be pretty direct, Michaela. Um, we've talked since then several times, but how how much does last year stick in your mind and the way I was talking with somebody about it today and just the way that um, actually our buddy, my buddy Chirag over at Made Equal Clothing, and just you know, the way that it ended very abruptly and very unexpected, how much does that play into your mind? How much do you you know? I certainly shouldn't dominate your thoughts, but how much do you think about that? How much does that motivate you, you know, and what are your thoughts on just rebounding from the way that last season ended?
1: Right. Um, I think it was definitely something as a team coming back. um, We definitely had to start off the beginning of our fall. Uh, we had a whole conversation with Dr. Tom and we watched like an edited version of both games of every moment and we all just sat there in silence. And I remember um, going through and we laugh about it now, but we're just letting go the trauma piece because for a lot of us, that moment was just, I mean, you train yourself every day to be able to be number two in the nation, host regionals, you're looking on to the next game and then, the next thing you know is, like, you've got too many people concerned about losing rather than winning. And I think um, just being able to go through that has built me as a person and a teammate and um, just really focusing on the small details this coming up season and not sweeping things underneath the rug. I think a lot of people talk about it, especially on Twitter. I would see occasional comments here and there about just, like, man, like, they're winning, but, like, they're getting away with some, like, some boo-boo errors and whatnot, (laughs) and um, I don't really think we addressed it, um, like, teammate to teammate. Of course, the coaches were addressing it, but um, personally, I I think the more we get after each other this year, um, the better we will be from the get-go, and um, we've got a lot of returners, like you have mentioned before, so I think all of us are setting the standard, and we've got an amazing freshman class this year. That's been nothing but following the lead. So really appreciative for um, them just stepping up and wanting to listen and learn, and then us being able to give them the experience and know what it takes to get back where we want to be. Yeah. I'll,
0: I'll follow up with you here and then I'll, I'll kind of toss it to, to Maddie and Gwen, but um, where do you, you know, kind of leading right into that, where do you feel like the team is right now? You know, how, how, you know, I don't want to ask you to speak for everybody, but we're a couple of days away from the season. It is going to be a long, hopefully four or five month grind. Um, where do you, where do you kind of see the, what what do you think the vibe of the team is right now? And where do you kind of feel like everybody is in this moment?
1: Uh, for sure. Like just realistically speaking here, I think there's two different types of softball players right now where number one, like, man, I feel like I'm in a really good spot right now. Like I've trained, I feel really good. But is it going to happen on day one? Then you have your people that are like, man, I don't really feel too confident right now. I don't know where it's happening. I don't know where it's going to come from. Panic. And again, is it going to happen on day one? And um, I think like us already like facing that piece. We just had our player meetings today with coaches. Like, I mean, we were in our conference room and we had every person hands on deck. And just being able to talk to the coaches about, like, how we're feeling and our expectations and our roles for the season. And I think they've always been so understanding. And just being able to hash that out, like, on a Monday before, like, the during game week, I think was just a smart idea, you know. But... Um, I think the team as a whole, like just practice wise, I think we're in a really, really good spot. Um, A lot of people were kind of unhappy about um, our bats, not really effectively working expand day. And uh, let me tell you something, you face our pitching lineup.
0: It's (laughs) what you can do.
1: Okay. I mean, we're talking from my gosh, like one to seven. If we have seven, I'm losing count of how many pitchers we have, like just depth. And we talk about it all the time. Like, you know, Kat has uh, made herself a name, and like everyone knows, she's probably a returning ace. This, that, and the other. But like, if we really look at her pitching staff, like any possible way, <laughs> I don't want to be the other team. Me personally, I don't. That's a really, really hard combination. I mean, you're coming from Catherine's drop ball to Ali Dubois' change up, which is legendary amongst the team, and super excited to see that play against the other teams and. Um, Now we got, like, um, Allison Royalty, the ASU transfer. Looking forward to see how she's going to compete. She's definitely, like, really, really fiery on the mound, and I love seeing that. So um, we're going to take her, and then we've got our super new freshman, Kenny, our new left-handed pitcher, and I know everyone's, like, pitcher like so excited because you know the last time we had a lefty was Megan so um, being able to utilize a bunch of different skills as a pitching staff is going to be key for this year and I think overall just longevity like it won't just be like one person you're seeing you're going to get one two and three and there's not going to be much time to adjust as a hitting lineup like that's going to be really really hard I'm super excited to see what they're going to do out there
0: yeah um Maddie, you were out at a lot of the fall stuff. Um, I know that you've been kind of monitoring some of the uh, some of the spring as well, some of this preseason. Thoughts on um, thoughts from you know, I know it's it's actually really cool to be able to talk with Michaela and talk inside the locker room and get kind of the inside perspective. But <laughs> as a little bit of an outsider, maybe somebody that's not in the huddles, uh, what have you been, what have been your thoughts on both fall and, and the preseason leading into the season so far?
2: I was I loved the fall. I went to all of the home games, like you said, and I actually got to go out to the Gainesville game as well, which was a lot of fun. But all of the fall ball games were incredible from an outsider perspective. The scores were high. Um, The I think the first game that we saw McKenna Reed was actually Wallace and she threw like a shutout inning as one of the first few. And I was like, okay, we've got a little bit of heat coming up in the freshman (laughs) class. That's really exciting. So I was pumped about that. Um, I know at UF, we struggled just a little bit with the bats. The bats just weren't going. Uh, UF was throwing some good good pitches. and But I also know that we were also experimenting with our pitchers as well. So it was all of it all of it was like an experimental game. But um, coming off of last season, one of the things that I noticed um, in the social media conversation was every single time FSU had a loss, the comments weren't like, oh, this, this sucks. I can't believe this. They were okay, ladies, let's go. Let's pick this back up. The whole culture around FSU softball, even in the, the fan culture, was positivity, which is one of the things that I love the most, how positive fans are, how positive um, social media is, and how positive the girls are with each other. Um, I saw that that Mac Leonard uh, mic'd up came out, I think, today. And one of the things she mentioned was um, Ali Dubois' drop ball. She's like, She's got a nasty, nasty drop ball, like you were saying, Michaela. And I was like... This is, this is awesome. I love how positive the girls are with each other. They recognize each other's strengths. And I think this culture of positivity is going to be great going into the 2023 season.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Maddie, you mentioned the positivity that exists in certain places, most places on the team too, after losses. Uh, I won't say who, but I walked up to somebody after the Virginia tech game, um, the Friday night, Virginia tech game. And, uh, they were not happy that we lost. I'll just say that. I, I've told Michaela this. And then I walked up to Michaela right after and like complete opposite. I was like, are you, you're not upset or anything? She's like, we'll get it to tomorrow. Like no big deal. You know, like, yeah, we wanted to win, but we'll, we'll be there tomorrow. You know? And so, uh, yeah, I agree. I think it, it does vary from other, other sports that you see and other fan bases, right? Where a loss is just like, the end of the world. And I don't know. I do think that, um, and it's a credit to coach O we've talked so much about culture uh, we've talked about that a ton with, with football, right? With Mike Norvell trying to build that culture. But we've talked about that a ton with the culture at, at FSU softball. I think more than any other team on campus, um, uh, your your personalities shine through um, in softball. And I think that that's why softball has such a cult following that it does. is because you guys win a lot and you're really, really good. But you also just like are yourselves and you're fun people and you're good people and you do good things and people like you for that too. And they really like winning games. So like, keep doing that. But I think that that is part of the culture that coach has built. And it, it is like you, you cheer for, I feel like, you know, not that we don't do that with other sports at FSU, but I feel like people really do cheer for the people of FSU softball, not just the team. They, they really want to see the people do well. And, and hopefully, and again, I'm not, I'm not belittling any other sport or saying that that's not the case. But hopefully that really carries over and that is what you know, what FSU is known for, not, not just uh, you know, a singular team or, or anything like that. So, uh, Gwen, thoughts on some newcomers this year? I know Michaela mentioned some of the, some of the young folks, um, Allison, who we've gotten a chance to hang out with a couple of times, but talk to us about uh, some thoughts on some newcomers at FSU, maybe some faces and names that people should know and should be pretty excited for this season.
3: Yeah, I'm really excited about the transfer class and the freshman class that was brought in, um, particularly the transfers, two transfers this year and then Ali Dubois last year. So she's a little bit of a newcomer, not really. Um, but Allison Royalty was the first, and I think that's a really that was a really big pickup during the offseason early because you think of the pitching staff, you think Kat, you know, you think Mac a little bit, you think Emma. But having Allison Royalty, I don't know if a lot of people – understood like where she came from at Arizona state um, being out in the PAC 12 and everything, but her freshman season, she was thrown into the fire pretty early. She was like one of two main pitchers on staff as a freshman Uh, last season. She got, I feel like lost in the mix a little bit because they deepened their pitching staff. But I think Allison has a lot of really good in game experience that she can bring to this pitching staff.
0: Yeah. Excited for her for sure. Talk to us. I'll stay with you, but talk to us a little bit about um, the ACC. I know that you're pretty up on other teams. One that wears orange that um, you're pretty pretty familiar with as well. We still haven't lost to them. I'd like to keep that streak going, but they've done a, they've done a phenomenal job um, as young of a program as they are. But as great as they've been, I'd I'd like to keep that o o on the side of their. Um, record against us but just thoughts on the ACC this year Uh, obviously Virginia Tech was really really good last year Clemson was good Duke was good Um, Florida State was really good last year too so talk to us about your thoughts on just winning the ACC competing for the ACC some of the talent that's in this conference and and then we'll kind of pass it back around
3: yeah I think the ACC is gonna stick as it always was as a pitching conference they're like all the good teams you mentioned Duke and Clemson and Virginia Tech they all returned really great pitchers um and I think for the ACC as a whole, it's like, how do you handle the pitchers that you're facing? And I think each team, including us, is building a really good offense around that so they can um, combat the pitches that they have to face.
0: Yeah. Um, we talked with coach uh, the last time that she was on and, you know, last year, obviously we did win the ACC, but the year before we lost the ACC and then made it all the way to the world series uh, final series. But um, Fans think that because you do something a lot that you should just always do it. And then it's no longer hard to do it. We, we talked with Coach Niles about that. I think they've won – Beach Volleyball has won either five or six um, conference championships in a row. And, you know, there was a run where Florida State uh, football won conference championship. And just because you do it a lot doesn't make it easy. Um, Michaela, I know that, you know, the ACC is not the end goal, but it is one of the goals to, to help you get there. Um, thoughts on just winning the ACC and that really being the, the first step of, of a lot of steps that need to be taken this year.
1: Yeah, like um, coming in to Florida State as a freshman, you get a bunch of pieces of papers on oh. how the culture works. And we talk about our mission statement as a student athlete and just a softball player at FSU. And one of the first things you'll notice is like win the ACC. And that's ACC regular season. That's when the ACC title and then it just builds on from there. But I think we always take really good pride of like setting the standard. And I feel like a bunch of other teams in the ACC has kind of followed and being able to accumulate their own version of culture. And it's really, really exciting to see like how much the ACC has grown in softball and how it's continuing to get better and better. And I think in the past growing up, it was always the SEC. It was always pac Whatever. But, like, it's just – it's really nice to have a name out there and for people to acknowledge the ACC to be, like, a true competitor now. I mean, you've got three teams in the top 25, if I'm correct. So, you know, it's really, really impressive to see. And, like, we're playing them both at their house. And I can't tell you how excited I am. (laughs) So excited. But, like like I said, back to the mission statement, like, just – competing one game at a time and winning regular seasons, definitely first. And then of course the tournament comes second and that's to win it. So,
0: yeah. Um, Maddie, I'll, I'll go to you. Ask Gwen about some, some newcomers, some, some folks that maybe fans weren't as familiar with. Uh, I know you could probably list about 20 because of how veteran laden this team is. So I won't ask you to do all 20 of them, but uh, maybe just a, a player that you're really excited about, Seeing them take a, a, a big step this year, you just kind of would expect them to, you know, maybe the country doesn't know about them just yet. Florida State fans may, but this is somebody that's going to be on the scene this year and, and folks are going to know who it is. That could be a tough one, too. I'm giving you all the tough questions.
2: That's all right. That's all right. Can I talk about veterans or freshmen?
0: Veteran, Yeah. Somebody coming back.
2: Veterans. Okay. I mean, Everybody knows about Kaylee Mudge. I think Kaylee Mudge is one of the players that I follow the most. Um, she did really well in 2019. I believe she broke the one of the records set by, I believe it was Jesse Warren in the Women's College World Series. And after that, I was just avid follower of her. And I know she's still a very like top-rated player, but I'm excited to see what she does this year. She kind of had a little a little downward slope in her hitting last year, but her fielding was still, still top tier. So I'm excited to see her out there. Um, Another one I'm excited to see, I would say, Janai Kerr. I know she got redshirted her freshman year, but I was really, really impressed with her. And I think she had the winning hit against Florida in last year's home game. And I was, oh, my goodness, I was so impressed. She did amazing last year. So I really, really want to see more of Janai Kerr.
0: I created this out the other day, but. The two teams, Florida and Florida State, had split their last either 10 or 12 matchups um, before Kerr's walk-off. And that was the first season sweep um, in, uh, like, in over half a decade. So shout-out to Janai because it's always good. To, and Michaela was talking about going on the road and beating other people. Gainesville is um, Gainesville's about an hour and a half from me. So there is nothing better than winning in Gainesville. Uh, I, I'm excited for that. Gwen, do you have a, uh, a veteran or returner that you're – I won't let you steal uh, Kaylee or Janai, but um, somebody that you're excited that they're back this year and, and think that they could really make a, a pretty big name nationally.
3: Um, Yeah. I Janai was definitely on the top of my list, um, but I think Hallie Waycaser is probably one of mine. We we know she has power. We saw that last season. And if she fits into a starting spot in the lineup, I definitely think she can bring the power that the team will need.
0: Oh. Michaela, I want to transition a little bit away from the team and, ask you this I asked some of the girls when we did the uh when we did the live watch party and uh you know I also asked uh, AD Alford about this as well but I want to ask you I want to get your take on it uh were you nervous with with the rumors of coach uh during the off season like right after the season had ended and it was just like oh no don't double us down with bad news <laughs> And then what would you know what was the what was that relief like when it was like okay signed to a long-term extension she, she's gonna be here
1: like, do you ever just, like, see something that's, like, so ridiculous that you're like, nah, that's not true. Like, don't play with me. Like, it's of like April Fool's. <laughs> like, I think I just remember my mom called me out of nowhere. She was like, have you heard the news? Is Coach leaving? What are you going to do? <laughs> and I was like, mom, like, she ain't leaving. <laughs> because, like, I just think – um, personally, from a player's perspective, like when I heard the news, I, I, I had no self like doubt of anything with kocha wanting to leave Florida State. I think she has so much investment with us players individually, like we would be the first to know. And like, I think that's just how, that speaks for the culture itself.
0: Yeah, we were certainly glad when they extended her and put all the worries to, to bed in our hearts, because <laughs> I was just like, Oh, I can handle the way the season ended, but I couldn't handle this. But um, Kayla, talk to us a little bit. we talked a lot about softball. I want to ask you this and then we'll kind of go into some other stuff and, and wrap up before we're on here too long. But um, what do you have recently going on with NIL? How can people support you outside of, again, if you're watching or listening to this, make sure you subscribe to the channel and hit the thumbs up button. But how can people support? What do you have going on? And then on top of that, I'll kind of ask a double question. Uh, is it hard to balance all the NIL stuff and keeping You know, as people say, the main thing, the main thing, softball school, stuff like that, too. Is it is it adding just another layer of, you know, a college athlete having to juggle one more thing?
1: Right. So first, I want to answer your second question, because that will help me lead into the first Um, talking about juggle and time management piece. Like I've played travel volleyball, travel softball, high school volleyball, high school softball like within all of those four years. And I was doing a lot of moving with very little time and still a lot of school. And um, I think I'm pretty grateful for that point in time. I was serious about both sports. Didn't really know what the path was going to be like. We wanted to play softball because softball was my first love. But volleyball was also fun too. And I was just trying to figure that chaotic mess out. But glad I'm here. And I'm super glad that NIL is now a thing. Um, I like to make NIL um, – like anything nil related is something that I can use or correlate to my everyday life, or something that I love to do. Like the whole ordeal of like you never work a day if you love if you love your work or something like that. I don't know the exact quote. You can fix me on that, but um, <laughs> <laughs> but it's it's very true. Like a bunch of the stuff uh, I have posted out is something to do with what I stand for value-wise. I have my thing with Made Equal. Um, clearly, I am a woman of color. And um, I think like, I grew up in a really, really small town, so I'm able to relate my story to a lot of other younger girls. And just being able to pave the way and um, shine out on my story um, has been a big one for me. And then just, like, talking about the health benefits, I just – really want to make sure like i'm building myself up to be the best softball player for Florida state softball and that goes on to the health side i i got a couple of nil deals with like smoothie brands and whatnot i just got um ambassadorship with thorn supplements like we're talking about like the very very small things i guess you could say but you talk to my dietitian, she would say otherwise but
0: um, <laughs> those just, balance like, out the deals. <laughs>
1: really, really small things that like I can just apply to my daily life. Um, That's more of my NIL aspect. Of course, like I have a a couple of clothing things here and there and um, everyone's like, or is she a model or is she a softball player? Like, which one is it? And uh, well, I plan to be behind a camera um, post-college. So I figured as I might as well get some outfits to go along with it. So
0: I like it. Good stuff. It is cool to watch. It's also cool to watch. Like you just said, your personality, like you know, and and this kind of would go for any athlete, really anywhere. But their personality kind of shine through um, nil. It's it's cool to support and it's cool to do fun things. Um, and I'm glad that you're able to you know kind of be blessed financially through that as well. But it's really cool to see, like, oh, okay, well, these are obviously the things that this person uh, is passionate about or cares about. And so that that is a, a neat aspect that, that we've been able to see. All right. Let's talk about this. Had a few members of the team move on and uh, Florida State will have to replace an absolute legend. We talked about her earlier catching that out, the second out of the double play of the Jesse Warren play in 2018. She played all the way up until last year and was a star for FSU. But Sydney Sherrill won't be over at the hot corner uh, this year. That's probably the biggest question as far as the field goes. Michaela, Maddie, Gwen, who's who's playing over there? Michaela, I don't know what, what you're allowed to say, what you're not allowed to say, but <laughs> let, let's roll with it. Let's get some predictions and see who see who you guys think should play. Will they kind of platoon that or what's going on?
3: Should Michaela go last because she's in the know?
0: She can go last.
2: <laughs>
3: I mean, um, yeah, Maddie, you go first. Okay.
2: So um, I was thinking about third base earlier and I was like, hmm, this is going to be tough. That's one of the things I kept my, uh, my eyes on when I was watching all the football games. I kept checking who they were rotating in and out at third base. I was really interested. And um, I saw that they had the freshman Avery Weisbrook in there a couple times, which I thought was really interesting. I was like, okay, they got a, they have a freshman playing. I know these are some, you know, these lower teams, but it's still really interesting to see a freshman in the hot corner right off the bat. And then um, another one I was thinking was Christina Hartley. We really only saw her in the FIU game, and she only got, like, two assists. But she's an infielder, and I really want to see her step out a little bit more, maybe at third base. My other one was maybe Katie Dack. I know for Texas A&M, she only was a DP, a left fielder, and a catcher. But it says on com that she is a third baseman. So I was thinking, hey, maybe we could see her in the infield this year. That would be really interesting.
0: I like it. I like it. So who's your day? So Maddie, before we go to Gwen, who's your, who are you putting there game one? Who are you putting there Thursday night?
2: Game one on Thursday
0: night. I want to, mm, I want to say they
2: might do Hartley um, <laughs> on, on Thursday night, but since it is Lipscomb, maybe they would put Avery there. I'm not too, maybe either or, either or.
0: <laughs> gotcha. Gotcha. I like it. Uh, Gwen, what you got?
2: Uh,
3: I ha- I pretty much have the same list as Maddie but I was also told that Kaylee Harding has been playing a little bit third base. Um, I don't see why you would move her out of right field to third base if she wasn't going to play that spot at some point so I think maybe on Thursday Kaylee would play third
0: base. I Kaylee,
2: Kaylee has one of the strongest arms. There was that yeah. One play where she threw it all the way from right to third base and I, I think my soul left my body. I was like, Oh my goodness. <laughs> I don't know why they would move her from right. To right. A fantastic player, but I don't know why they why they'd move her. I agree with you, Gwen.
0: Michaela, what you got?
1: See, now all of the possible lineups are endless. And that's the really, really fun piece of playing for FSU softball. We get the ability to recruit really, really good talent here and just great human beings. So personally, I'm rooting for everyone. You know, it's a, it's a win-win <laughs> regardless. Like, I don't see anything wrong here. Um, like Gwen mentioned, like, if Kaylee takes third, do we see Holly Wacaser over in Right. If we see Avery Risebrook at third, like, where where's the bat rotation, you know? Like, is a freshman going to step up this year? I mean, regardless of me being a redshirt or not, but I caught a lot of games last year, and that was basically my first year of season, playing-wise. So, like, I'm really looking forward to someone younger stepping up and just, like, being able to toe the line, I guess you could say. Um, you know, I'm always – rooting for the underdog, rooting for the someone that doesn't have their name known out there and someone to make some spotlight over there. Um, And I'm definitely like, I'm a huge fan of Christina Hartley. Like she's a huge, huge heartbeat, a part of this team. She's Catherine's like best friend. Like, I mean, the girl is nothing but go, 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 go juice. So like, Um, any way you put it on the field it's going to be good no matter what and I'm just really excited to see what the coaches are going to do like I said like I don't know the lineup I just show up put on the uniform and uh, (laughs) and figure it out (laughs) you know so I'm just really looking forward like I said like really wanting to see a new name pop up Um, want it for the team want it to want it for whoever it is but um, there's definitely a lot of different ways that this could go and I think that's like one of our best points now is just being so versatile. Like I talked about our pitching staff, like we've got plenty of people that could fill in that spot at any given time.
0: Yeah. I think that versatility and um, kind of flexibility that coach I has and the, in the team has always had, has always been really impressive. And that, that was kind of my thought too, like based on what you may need offensively, based on what your, your matchup is, um, I'd, I'd imagine that changes and i will say coach Yaw gets it right way more than she gets it wrong like you know no coach is perfect no coach is going to make a perfect decision every single time but i mean you know we, we don't have to go into every single one of them but there were certainly times last year that our fan base thought that coach Yaw should have made different uh, whether they be pitching changes or uh, starters or this that and the other and most of the time it, it worked out the way that uh, coach thought it should so i'm excited to see it too uh, i'm not giving it a guess though I, I i don't know who it is but I've just talked to too many people that I just feel like, ah, I have no idea. So I'll, I'll I'll ride with one of you guys when you're right on, uh, on Thursday afternoon Uh, let's do this and then let's get some closing thoughts and we'll wrap up here. Is there a series we'll start with Michaela this time. We'll go the other way around the horn, but uh, is there a series you're looking to regular season? Like I cheated. I, you know, I, I was going to cheat and say like, yeah, we'll have a final in Oklahoma city, but outside of that, the ACC tournament or anything like that is there a series you're looking forward to the most this year Michaela you're up first
1: yeah um for sure I'm looking forward to every game series of course it's one game at a time one pitch at a time but I would be lying if i say saying I wasn't looking forward to the Virginia Tech or the Clemson I think uh Virginia Tech personally for me um I mean, that's just a really good team, really sound team. I'm looking forward to see um, Limley again. She's a really, really talented pitcher. And I think, like, as a returner, like, we kind of got slammed in the face a couple times (laughs) during our series against them last year at home. And I love playing away. Uh, one thing about me, don't get me wrong, I love playing on our field, but I do enjoy a good away series, and I'm looking forward to the games at Virginia Tech. Just a different field, different scenery, and uh, I would love to give a good whooping
0: at their face. <laughs> <laughs> Return last year's favor. Yeah. Yeah. What, what you got?
3: Um, I have two, definitely the Clemson one. I was supposed to go when they played and were going to play in 2020 at Clemson, but obviously that did not get to happen. So I'm just excited to see that pan out and Clemson has an amazing home atmosphere. Um, Also the two series, I guess is the double answer, but the two in Oklahoma, I'm really excited for that. I'm hoping fingers crossed to go out there for that series, but those are the ones I'm excited for.
0: Yeah. Three against Oklahoma state. That was a heck of a fun series last year. And then a game at Oklahoma, um, on the Tuesday after that, which is pretty much like playing OKC anyway. So, I mean, you guys should be ready to to do that. I mean, you know, I I think we'll be fine. So, um, Matt, you got a series you're looking forward to?
2: I feel like everybody stole my answers. I was going to say the Oklahoma State uh, series for sure. I was super excited when I saw that one on the schedule and then finishing it up with Oklahoma. I texted my mom as soon as I saw that. I was like, look who they're they're playing. I was so excited. That and um, also Virginia Tech because um, of the series, how that went last year. I really want to see a comeback. I want to see us crush them, but those are the two for me.
0: Um, I'll, I'll go with two as well. Um, I live about an hour from Clearwater, so it's always really, really cool to get out there and, and see those games. Uh, so Michaela today, I think I'm going to bring my daughter out to the Arkansas game on Friday, and then we'll see if we can make that, uh, UCLA game on Saturday morning as well. Um, so yeah, really excited for that. And then I really hate UF. So I know that's a broken up series, but yeah, that one means a ton to me. So um, yeah, I, you know, I want to win a lot of games this year, but I, I certainly want to beat them. So, um, all right, cool. Well, this has been fun. Uh, I'd like to, you know, I'd like to, this is, we're going to really let for those watching, for those listening, we're really going to let Michaela kind of run with this. Um, we kind of wanted to just do a panel to preview the season and intro the show. And it'll be a, it'll be a different format than this. Not, not every week's going to be like this podcast or, um, you know, this kind of vibe, it'll it'll be different from week to week. And and what Michaela wants to do, she'll certainly do some interviews, she'll certainly like you know, she's mentioned, kind of add her uh, flair to it, her flavor to it. But if you enjoyed this, make sure that you do hit the subscribe button. Um, check out Michaela obviously on social media so you can support her NIL efforts there. Uh, but let's go around the horn one more time. Maddie, Gwen, where can people follow you? Where can they find your work if they wanna keep up with what's going on with FSU softball? And then Michaela, I'll let you finish it off. Um, to give one more plug for the show and where folks can follow you on social media.
2: Um, People can find me on Twitter at M E branning B R A and an ING. I'm with V89 sports. So I'll also show up on their Twitter or Instagram as well. It's just V89 sports, but that's me.
3: Yeah. On Twitter. I am at Um, I had it down here for a little bit. I can't point. I had it down here for a little bit, Um, and also on tomahawknation.com. Awesome.
1: Perfect. And um, I'm just – I'm really excited to get this show on the road, quite literally. (laughs) Um, The train is rolling, and I'm on the way. Um, uh, Really excited, again, to show the fans just a more personal side of FSU softball. Um, Just honestly really thrilled. I mean, this is going to be something that's going to be a project – that's gonna it's gonna have a really good source of entertainment for me personally. I know it's gonna be something I'm gonna enjoy to do week to week and um, honestly it's gonna help kind of build my resume to see like what I want to do post college. So I'm kind of hoping to see like the benefits of both sides of it and just like really hoping that the Noel fans will enjoy it. So stay tuned and follow me on my social medias.
0: Awesome Good stuff. Well I appreciate you ladies for hanging out. We are jacked about Thursday. Uh, Michael, I can't wait to follow along and watch the rest of this show. But thank you guys for hanging out. We'll talk to you guys soon. Go Knowles. Go Knowles. Go Knowles.